You can now take KRBN Internet News Talk Radio with you on your mobile phone as we are making it easier to listen to the great hosts here on KRBN, including our very own West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. It's free and available on Google Play. Just look for player.fm. That's player.fm and search for KRBN. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose No Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. And now, here's Jay. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Bose Nose Show. And I'm your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bozovich. And we're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira, Oregon. And we've got a Thanksgiving show for you today. But first, I want to remind folks, we are a call-in show. So you can call us at any time and jump in and change the topic. Kind of asking people maybe to call and, and tell us what they're grateful for. But... If there's something else on your mind, feel free, 646-721-9887. Just press 1 so we know you want to talk rather than just calling in to listen to the show. Again, 646-721-9887 and press 1. That lets Robin, my call screener and producer extraordinaire, know you want to get in on the show. So it is Thanksgiving tomorrow, and kind of every Wednesday you know, Thanksgiving Eve, I, I like to talk about what I'm grateful for, you know, over the last year and in general in my life. But I just want to first just talk about the whole concept of gratitude and forgiveness. Because it, it's, both of them are mental exercises of the human brain. It's not something that, that you just you know, happens naturally or anything like that. You have to actually make a conscious decision to be grateful for something. And you have to make a very, very conscious decision to forgive some kind of trespass. And I hope that's not coming through on the mics too much, but it it seems that my next-door neighbor has decided to mow against my fence line (laughs) during the Bose Nose Show. Oh, he just cut off the mower. (laughs) Must have run out of gas or filled up the bag. Getting a little bit of echo back there, Robin. All right, how's this? Sounds better. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So my pleasure. You're thank you. See, I'm being grateful. (laughs) So no, really, it is. The, you know, these two concepts, and, and what's so powerful about both concepts, it's something you have to decide to do, but both of them are so beneficial to the person that decides to do them. I mean, it, it, it's nice for the person you're giving gratitude towards or the, or the person you're forgiving in some ways, but the biggest benefit to both those act, mental activities by a human is for the human that does them. You know, we, we talk about how negative times have become, how divisive our country is, the hate and the acrimony out there in politics and, and how split and divided our country is. But being grateful 
is such a positive exercise to your mind. It can relieve some of that that stress in your life. Just to stop and think about what am I thankful for, you know, in my life? What am I thankful for today or this hour or this minute? Just one thing. And it and it can really change your outlook. Then the the act of forgiving somebody or you know or a group of people or whatever, some trespass they've made against you in the past is even more powerful in so many ways because as long as you're still mad at somebody about some past action or something that happened in your life, that holds power over you. And it's a negative power on your on your on you. It, it's really and once you've forgiven doesn't mean that, that that what they did was right or anything like that. You're just moving on. That act of forgiving, you know, I, you know, and, and moving on and you're not going to think about it, it's not going to have power over you anymore, is so freeing. And if we could learn to do both of those actions more often as a country, it might not be so reactive. We might not see people, you know, choosing to walk you know, to be confrontational, walk into a cookie shop and not wearing a mask and get in a fight with the owners that are only trying to protect themselves from OSHA fines. <laughs> you know, some of the, the craziness you just see going on in the world. And, and, you know, just stop for a minute. What are you thankful for? Is there somebody that you're mad at that you could forgive? If you could do those two things, even just once a week, you'll be amazed how it changes your your outlook and your attitude. Gratitude, forgiveness, two of the most powerful things we can do with our mind. Because nobody can do that for you. No one can make you be thankful for something. I mean, how many times have you given a gift where you just knew the person was not grateful at all for it? You know, or, or you know, provided for somebody or, or, you know, done a favor, held a door open. <laughs> and you just, you know, person doesn't even bother to say thanks or, or thank you or, you know, or even smile. <laughs> that, yeah, it's something you... You can't make somebody do, but when somebody does it, it makes the it, it it does make the person you're thanking or whatever you're thankful for is, is you know there are things that you can be thankful for that there's no one there to receive that. I'm very thankful for my personal health. <laughs> there's no one that's going to be happy that I thank my that, that I'm thankful for my personal health other than than Jay. Um, exercise of recognizing something I'm thankful for is such a positive boost in the, in the human mind, you know, being on the positive side instead of dwelling on negative thoughts. And then to forgive somebody and move past that. Cause you know, as long as you're waiting for somebody to, to apologize, you're giving that person power, you know, over your life. Or you're waiting for them to make corrective action or do whatever to, to, you know, to finally, you know, 
recognize your worth, whatever it is you're mad at them about, power over your life. And you really don't want to give people power over your life. You want to control your own life. It's a, so much more positive way to be. Forgive those people. Don't wait for an apology. Just, you know, in your, you know, say it out loud or to yourself, I forgive so-and-so. I'm moving past this. It's in the past. Kind of a Lion King moment, you know, when the baboon knocks the, the lion cub on the head with the club. And he goes, what'd you do that for? I said, I don't know. It's in the past. <laughs> you know, it might hurt, but it's in the past. Let it go. So what am I thankful for on this Thanksgiving Eve? And that, you know, number one, I am thankful for my wife, Elizabeth. You know, number one on my list. How lucky the two of us are that, that you know, we met each other at a fairly young age in, you know, in the summer between, you know, years of college at the beach and ended up getting married and staying married now for an awful long time. We've been on 39 years. There's not many marriages that make it much past 20, let alone 39. And the partner that she's been in my life and that I've hopefully been to her. But my marriage and Elizabeth, number one on my list of things I have gratitude for. I put that even above my own personal health. Although without my personal health, I really wouldn't be able to enjoy that 39 years of marriage. But it, you know, right up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for my producer, Robin, who does this show every week with no money. She does it, does it because she enjoys doing it, and it's just something fun the two of us do because we're friends, us also. <laughs> we were friends before we started doing the show. Robin talked me into doing the Bo's Nose show. But, you know, friends like Robin. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my family. Funny, all those things I've been thankful for so far, money can't buy. Isn't that surprising how some of the things that are most you most appreciate in life are not something you purchase? So there's a bunch of other things I'm thankful for, but I'll remind folks, I want to hear what you're thankful for. 646-721-9887. And I'll also appreciate any stories you have where you forgave somebody and how that maybe changed your life. Again, 646-721-9887. Just press one to get in on the Bose Nose Show. What are you thankful for? Well, you know something I'm thankful for? I'm thankful I live in the United States of America. What an incredible country. What incredible foresight the founding fathers had when they wrote that document from whole cloth called the U.S. Constitution. You know, nothing like it existed before that, really, and, and, and it's stood the test of time. 
but what a powerful document. And one of the things that document requires is the way our judicial system works, which is you are entitled to a trial by a jury of your peers. And I am really thankful for our judicial system because we've seen it work incredibly well over the last week and a half or so. I'm thankful that our judicial system allowed Kyle Rittenhouse to show that he was not guilty of, of murder, that he was defending himself as is allowed under the law. At the same time, I'm also very happy that Andrew Coffey, have you heard that name in the news? Probably not. In a very similar defense, but different circumstances, was also able to avoid murder charges and show that he defended himself. Now, what's fascinating is I was hearing after Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty that the only reason he was found not guilty was because he was a white person. If a black person was in the same position, he'd have been found guilty. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself against people that had criminal records that were trying to hurt him. One of them raised a gun at him. Another one beat him with a skateboard. Pretty easy cases for self-defense. But supposedly one of the only reasons he got off was the color of his skin. Which brings us to Andrew Coffey. Mr. Coffey and his girlfriend were at home when a SWAT team broke into his home with no knock, no announcement, thinking that he was subject to a home invasion robbery, Mr. Coffey used a firearm to defend himself and actually shot several of the law enforcement officers in that exchange of gunfire. and was ultimately charged with attempted murder. And in the case of his girlfriend, who ended up getting shot and died, a count of, I believe, second-degree murder for being responsible, you know, some kind of, I I forget the exact terminology they used, of, um, uh, it was not premeditated or something of that case. Um, so, you know, they were blaming him for his girlfriend's death because he defended himself against unknown assailants to his house or the house he was living in at the time. Um, Mr. Coffey, the jury found Mr. Coffey not guilty under very similar reasonings that Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty. Mr. Coffey is black. It was law enforcement officers involved on the other side. For those of you that think our judicial system is tilted, should look at those two cases. 
and understand that the system worked. I'm thankful I live in a country that has a system like that. I'm also thankful that presented the evidence, a jury found three white men guilty of murdering Ahmaud Aubrey, a black man, in Georgia. As we look at our, our, our judicial system, it, it seems to get it right sometimes. And mind you, you know, criminal charges have to be determined beyond a reasonable doubt. And the three men involved in the killing of Ahmad Aubrey were found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So I'm thankful that I live in a country that has the kind of criminal justice system that we have established here in the United States of America. Does it always get it right? Mm, Not always. But for the most part, it pretty well does it. And it pretty well does it colorblind and should. Also really thankful that I live in a country that allows free market commerce. It's really, you know, nice to see that because, you know, the original Thanksgiving, that's really what it was all about. And I'm really thankful that the Wall Street Journal is not backing down and they are printing their annual editorials about Thanksgiving, which includes a summary account of the journal's produced by um, pilgrims. And part of those journals describes the suffering of the the first winters uh, of the colony when they were operating under a communal labor system where everything was put in a communal storehouse and people drew back out of it whether they worked the fields or not. And what happened pretty quickly was people efforts drew down to the lowest common denominator because no one wanted to work really hard so so and so could sit on their butt and eat. And uh, it caused problems and they ended up running out of food during the winter times and people were starving. Well, the colony made a decision to go back to a system that's closer to free market capitalism where people kept their own personal storehouses of what they grew. So the folks that went out there and busted their ass had a full cabinet for the winter. And the ones that didn't were going to starve. So you know what? They went out and worked too. And what Thanksgiving was, was a celebration of how bountiful their food supplies were. Based on that change, free market capitalism, that's what you really celebrate every Thanksgiving. Of course, there's 
a lot of myths about, you know, it, it, how it, they were thanking the Indians for showing them how to grow, you know, things, which could was part of it, but it wasn't the whole story. The biggest part of the story was the change from a communal system to a system of individual responsibility. So as you sit down to your Thanksgiving table tomorrow, just remember that. You're celebrating individual responsibilities in a free market capitalist system. Being thankful, so much to be thankful for in this country. Gosh, if people would just, you know, stop for a few minutes and think about, you know, how we live today compared to how we might have lived 100 years ago or 200 years ago, let alone 800 years ago or 1,000. I love reading historical fiction, but when I read it, it reminds me how good we have it. <laughs> uh, I love Ken Follett books. I, I, I've got a, a weakness for his, his medieval sort of books. You know, um, and I'm reading one of his newest right now, kind of follows his usual formula of, you know, you know, the strong woman that's being wronged by the by the royalty of some kind and, and the the smart, independent young man of, of, of you know, low born, you know, falling in love with the wronged woman and all that stuff. It's just his typical plot. So, but just buried in that is a whole bunch of English history and all, and uh, understanding some of it. But just thinking about, you know, at around 1000 AD, you know, people were still living in, in houses with, you know, rough hewn board walls that, that the wind blew through, dirt floors, a central fireplace where the smoke just kind of dissipated through the thatch roof you know and so the indoors were smoky you can imagine what the you know if you had asthma in those days it, it was more or less a death sentence you know people rarely lived out of their 20s um died of all sorts of bad things and it just you know the 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 royalty of you know, some form or another, you know, your local thane or um, headman or whatever, basic, you know, the villages were owned by a, a church or they were owned by a thane and you didn't own your property and you basically um, had to give a portion of whatever you made to your, you know, your designated, um, you know, local royal dictator you know it's just a horrible system to live under and i'm just so thankful we've moved so far both technologically where i live in a house that's heated <laughs> you know climate controlled i have running water i don't have a chamber pot in the corner you know <laughs> all those things and and the sanitary issues and the oh my gosh just thinking of how much that's changed, even in the last hundred years, the changes that have been made as we became 
you know, much more conscious of, you know, separating, you know, sewage from our water supplies. And we invented the idea of sanitizing water before we put it in the pipelines, you know, with chlorine or some other method. And just the whole change that brought about in the health of our society. And, you know, with that health came the ability to, to further and further specialize labor and have people do little pieces of labor that they could specialize in rather than having to be such generalists in the past. Um, gosh, it's just been an amazing change over the years. And then I just think about my lifetime. You know, I put up a post on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago because I, I don't know why I had the thought. I was thinking about memes and stuff like that, how I got this new little program I use to generate memes, you know, on, on my iPad so I can post them on Facebook. And it takes no time at all for me to, you know, to clip a picture off of, off of a website or something like that, put a couple words over it, post it up there and make something funny. And, and back when I was, you know, in high school and college, you used to have to go to a store and buy a poster with a meme on it. <laughs> you know, and you, you, go, you go to these stores and you flip through these racks with these kind of flimsy plastic frames with all the different posters and, you know, find one you liked and you go, oh, that one's pretty cool. And you look a little number down at the bottom, you had to go to this little box, you know, that was divided up in grids that had the rolled up posters in them and see if they had that one in stock, you know, and you go and buy your poster and you take it home and you'd hang it on your bedroom wall with tape. <laughs> you just post it up there electronically. What a difference. That was in the 70s, late 70s, into the 80s, practically, people still use posters. Now we are what, 45 years later, I've got a meme generator. I can clip a photo out of almost any website I want. Of course, I'm probably violating somebody's intellectual property rights if I'm not careful about it. But I can clip photos. I can, you know, I can even Photoshop them if I'm really good, but I'm not that good at that sort of stuff. But still, it's like, oh, my gosh, how things just keep constantly changing. I'm certainly glad, I'm thankful I live in a time where I've got a climate-controlled house, I've got fresh running water, I've got sanitary sewer to get rid of the waste, you know, know, just internet, telephones, you name it. I mean, this little thing, it's more powerful than the big room full of computer I used to use in college with with punch cards. Remember those days? When I was in engineering school in the late 70s, we used to have to go and, and, and type out punch cards and they, you know, they'd stack them up. You had to be real careful to keep the stack in the correct order. And then you'd submit those to be run through the computer overnight. And you'd come back the next day and you were hopeful that your computer program ran for what you were trying to, some problem you were trying to solve. And it would take a big stack of those cards just to run a single quadratic equation. Yeah. It was, oh, my gosh. I'm so thankful we don't have to do that anymore. 
there's a calculator I can I can app I can reach on here and do you know most of that stuff that would take a you know one of those old systems that filled up an entire room long just about to run and Lord forbid if you put a continuous do loop into your Fortran program and you ran out of your your a lot of computer time for that class for the semester in one run. <laughs> oh boy, and I had to go back and beg the teacher to get more more time on the computer. Oh yes, those were the days. Kids today have no idea, but you know who knows? They'll be looking back 50 years from now on how things were when they were young people and be going, God, I can't believe that we actually use these phones instead of this little earbud I just put in my ear and does everything for me and projects the screens up on my glasses. And, you know, in fact, they probably won't even need glasses then. Probably just project it right on their eyeballs. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows where we'll be 50 years from now? But boy, am I thankful. I live in a country where a lot of that progress happens. And it happened because we freed our people through our capitalistic free market economy. We freed them through our, our justice system, through our, our government system, where the idea was the individual was born with inalienable rights that weren't the government's. The government was formed to protect those rights. I'm so thankful that over 200 years ago, there were men forward-thinking enough to put that concept in writing in the formation of a new government, a government like none that had ever been seen on this planet before. No king, ruler, by some decree of a church or by heredity or pure strength chosen by the people to protect the people's rights. And those freedoms and the economic system that blossomed out of that have allowed us to progress so fast, so amazingly far that I sit here at age 63 with the health of, you know, people that were half my age half a century ago. <laughs> you know, 63 was old 50 years ago. It's not, not really considered that old now. You know, and they keep hearing people talk about, you know, should we lower the retirement age or raise the retirement age? You know, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I'm really thankful for being as healthy as I am at age 63. And I really have to thank, you know, this country's progress over the years. And part of that is how this country was set up and how it's been, how it's executed done amazing things. I hope we can do more. There are things that do make me concerned at times. The lack of understanding of that economic system, 
and the desire to print money for the sake of, you know, giving out handouts, which was never how this country was founded. No one is entitled to anything. I want to stay on the positive side today and just talk about I am so thankful to live in the U.S., to have the justice system we have, to have the government system we have, to have the economic system we have. I mean, folks can see behind me, I I have an American flag that a friend of mine built out of wood displayed behind me. I'm proud of that flag. One of my few regrets in life is I never served in the armed forces to protect this country partly because I turned 18 shortly after the fall of Saigon and the armed forces were in something called a reduction in force. And there really wasn't much place to a career for quite a while there in the armed forces in this country in the late seventies, early eighties. So uh, it was difficult to advance and difficult to, to, to serve somewhat in those times. But uh, certainly support those that have served, and that's one of the other things I'm thankful for. Thankful for the service of others. Thankful for the service of our law enforcement officers. Thankful for those first responders. Those military veterans, those first responders that all run in the direction of what everybody else is running away from and those that have protected our freedoms and kept us safe, those that have been protecting us, you know, against the criminal element that wants to, you know, skip the steps of how to be successful. Um, I'm thankful for all those people. So, Again, I'll pause and remind folks, we are a call-in show, 646-721-9887. Press 1 if you want to get in on the show. Again, 646-721-9887. Just press 1. And tell me what you're thankful for. Or do you have a story where you forgave somebody and and how that might have changed your life? So I want to talk about forgiveness a little bit because, you know, one of the things I talk about sometimes is the whole idea of how selfishness is a virtue. Uh, And, you know, one of the things about selfish, you know, the, the virtues of it is if you're, if you're not concerned about what other people think, you don't give them power over your lives. And, and part of forgiveness is, is, eliminating that power other people have over your lives sometimes, or just the negativeness of of still being mad. And then sometimes forgiveness can really change a lot. It can reopen relationships. And, And, you know, it doesn't change the past. Folks, 
know, that know me have may have heard this story, but my last name is my mother's maiden name. I legally changed my name to my mother's maiden name when I turned 18 because I was so angry at my father. My father that decided, you know, to, you know, work for CBS News around all the, the congressional folks and all that and got into that whole Capitol Hill um, mode and, you know, was screwing around on my, on my mom for quite a while and it finally came to a head and, and they had a, a pretty nasty divorce my senior year of high school. And I was so angry, I changed my name legally. Uh, and uh, my brothers did the same thing, and my uh, younger sister did too, eventually. We we're all angry. And, um, you know, it was the, the righteous anger of, of, you know, how could my dad do this to my mom? And, you know, he decided he was, you know, wanted to go live with his the girlfriend he had at the time and, and you know all those things that that young people deal with in a in when their parents split up um but even you know magnified by the fact that there was such a wrong done on one side of course there's probably always two sides to the story i i you know i'm sh- sure you know there's you know my dad had his excuses or reasons or whatever else, but I wasn't listening to any of them at that time. But years later, I finally found it in myself to go, you know what? I need to get past that anger. I, I need to to forgive. And, you know, that's in the past. It, what he did wasn't right. And, it, and you know, I, I probably did the ultimate slap down by taking his last name off of my my official <laughs> documents and everything else um, but having made that decision in my life that I was willing to forgive suddenly there was you know all that anger and angst and and you know Everything else that may have been driving such negativity was gone. And moving forward, I actually reestablished a relationship with my father over the years, which is a pretty, you know, somebody that worked for CBS News and covered Capitol Hill has a pretty interesting life to tell you about. You know, from covering, you know, JFK's trip to India um, to, you know, being in, you know, six different presidents' White Houses at times, um, that's somebody that's lived through a lot of history. And it was, you know, a good thing to reestablish that relationship and to become friends again. What a powerful thing, letting go of that wrong that injustice from the past that that person committed and saying, you know what? It's not that it didn't happen. I'm just going to forgive it and, and put it in the past and we'll move and move forward from here. 
What a powerful thing. And as we move towards Thanksgiving, think of that also. I'm thankful that I forgave my father. He's passed quite a while ago, but I'm glad he passed while he was my friend and not somebody I was still angry with. So what else are you thankful for? I know one thing I'm thankful for, but I'll wait for a moment and talk about it in a minute. One more time, just a reminder, if you have something you want to tell me about, an act of forgiveness or something you're thankful for, 646-721-9887. Don't forget to press 1, 646-721-9887 and press 1 so we know you want to get in on the show. But you know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that I don't have to wear a mask to the upcoming Civil War game. <laughs> Woohoo! At least when I'm outside of the stadium, that is, or outside in the stadium. Because apparently if you go inside to the concessions booths or something like that, you got to put your mask on. But while you're out in the stands, no mask! And yes, I did refer to it as the Civil War because I am not going to submit to cancel culture. That game between Oregon and Oregon State has been referred to as the Civil War for 100 years. And the Civil War in itself is not something that we should be erasing and canceling. Really think about it. It was a war that kept these states united. And as a result, ended slavery. Can you think of a more honorable conflict to name a football game after? What is so wrong that you need to take the name Civil War off? What is the connotation that's bad? Would love for somebody to explain that one to me. But it's the Civil War, and you won't have to wear your mask in the stands because our governor finally lifted that decree. Now, mind you, I have no idea what metrics they used to decide to lift that decree because they didn't explain it. They just said we're doing better. And they still won't tell us what metrics they might use to lift the indoor mask mandate that's, that only six states still require. So I kind of have to ask the question, where's the science? Because isn't that what we keep hearing is you have to listen to the science. Science, 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 science. Absolutely no metric that they we crossed that allowed that, that outdoor mask ban to be lifted. They didn't give us a, you know, oh, we're now below this many cases in Oregon per, per week, so we're going to lift the outdoor mask ban. Nope. It's just, 
hey, we woke up on one side of the bed today, and, and you know what? People have been pestering us about, you know, these, these pesky metrics to lift some of the bands. So we'll just lift this one right now, and hopefully that'll distract you long enough. You'll stop asking about the metrics for the other ones. But I'm thankful at least we got that far. <laughs> it just seems so silly when you're outside to have this mask thing going on, particularly when we've got such a large percentage of our population vaccinated now by choice for the most part. Yes, there were some that got forced into it that either work in the healthcare industry or, or for the state, you know, and unfortunately now some of our Lane County employees are being forced into it. And I'm still looking forward to getting a booster if I could ever find some place that's giving out Pfizer boosters. <laughs> kind of hard to find right now. But, um, you know, I, I just question, where's the metrics? Where's the science? What did you base that decision on? What did you base the decision to go to outdoor masks in the first place? Was there some study that said that was an effective method of preventing transmission? Show me the science. There should be some kind of science around when we can lift mandates. There should be science behind any mandate because mandates are a use of government force. And we've talked before on the Bose Nose Show about my three tests for using force. And if you don't have some kind of science around why you're requiring something and a reason for requiring it, it should never be done in the first place. That's the way our founding fathers founded government in this country. Protect people's individual rights. That's why we founded government. Protect those rights, which means you use the force of government against people's free will as little as possible. And if you do use force government against people's free will and limit their free will, there has to be a darn good reason for it. And when it comes to public health, it better be science-based. <sighs> but I'm thankful coming into Thanksgiving. I mean, I, I'm truly thankful for Elizabeth and my marriage, for my health, thankful for the poodles at, here at the Poodle Ranch, and for my one cat that rules them all. And, I, you know, I just can't tell you how thankful I am to be living in this country, be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. And it has been the fruits of my labor. I don't know what kind of privilege comes from a broken home in your senior year of college to where your mom was worried about losing the house and things like that. So I've worked my ass off to get through college. It took me six years to graduate because I kept having to take time off to earn money. Once I graduated, I worked 
every day since. I worked in college. I held some pretty strange jobs at times in my life. I've I've stacked sod on a sod farm. You know, sod like is in grass lawns. And I've, um, you know, washed dishes and, and bus tables and worked as a waiter. And then I've managed restaurants in college. Um, I worked at a 7-Eleven one summer. I hammered nails at a construction site for a summer, you know, until the prime rate went up so high that most construction stopped that summer. Hmm. Who was president then? Oh, Jimmy Carter, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, things I've lived through been interesting, but I, you know, I am thankful that my parents at least instilled a work ethic in me, and they never gave me an allowance. I was never entitled to anything. If I wanted extra money, I had to do extra chores beyond the ones I was normally expected to do. You know, I had to go out and do something in the yard or do something, you know, extraordinary to get some money from my parents. Or I could go over to my grandparents' house and do something there, out in their yard, and they would pay me for it. But it was always my time and skill for their treasure. You know, in exchange, it was made in an agreement of, you know, this much per hour doing this particular chore or, you know, this much for every, you know, bucket of sand I carried, you know, when I was really little, that's some of that, how they would do it. You know, it's, it was always work for reward. And that ethic is carried through my life. And because of that ethic, I now have a lifestyle I can be thankful for. And anyone in the United States of America can replicate that. From Lieutenant Governor of Virginia elect, Lieutenant Governor elect, I should say, of Virginia, who basically says education and hard work is how she got to where she is. To somebody like me, or my wife Elizabeth, who's also had that work ethic instilled in her, I think part of that comes from being, you know, the boomer generation that, that Elizabeth and I are, whose parents were part of the greatest generation, and really understood that work ethic. the folks that survived the Depression, won World War II, and built modern America into what it is, pass that on to a lot of their children. We just need to keep passing that work ethic on. I'm thankful for that. Thankful that my parents passed that work ethic on to me. 
So, Robin, anything that you're thankful for this Thanksgiving? Now, I've I've given some of my list. Um, yeah. Well, again, I'm thankful for our friendship and um, that we can do this show, and all the wonderful listeners that have listened, have, that have joined us here, and including the callers that co- that have called us, even uh, one or two from overseas, which has been really awesome. Um, and how much this show has grown that we're rebroadcast on at least 20 different websites. Um, I'm thankful for the awesome company that I worked for and all the good that we do. And I'm thankful for Eugene Police Department, who, unfortunately, because I took this week off, I wasn't there to see it, but they donated 60 food baskets for us to distribute to people in need. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those evil law enforcement officers donated 60 food baskets. Yeah. Uh, yes. I had, I, sorry, I'm making fun of, you know, how the public has really changed the image of law enforcement, or I should say the press and various political people. You know, most of the folks I know that, that are in law enforcement are there to help people. You know, that's, that's, you know, they got into it because they understood they're going to be interacting with people in their most stressful moments in their life. And they can be that steadying force that helps them and protects them. And that that's where most people get into law enforcement. And that part of that wanting to help leads to 60 food baskets. Exactly. Local nonprofit to distribute to some of their clients. You know, it's just uh, an amazing, amazing thing because that's the personality that gets into those those job descriptions, not the the character caricature idea that's in the mainstream press right now of of the you know somehow or another a thug in a paramilitary uniform that that has you know racist intentions all the time. Just I, that's not law enforcement officers I know. And I'm truly thankful, you know, to the, the men and women of EPD. I mentioned first responders, and I include them in that. And our folks at the Lane County Sheriff's Office and the folks over in Springfield PD and, and the other police departments around the county, like Florence and Junction City and Cottage Grove, um, you know, all of you, I truly appreciate your service to your communities. So, and I'm glad, Robin, that you mentioned being thankful to the listeners because I forgot to thank them too because, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this show. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this this particular episode gave you a few moments to think about something and, and think about being thankful because it is such a positive thing to do for yourself. And think about is there someone or some thing or or some group that you need to forgive to free yourself from that negative side and to free yourself from the power that person has over your life because you haven't forgiven you know it in today's crazy world as we're all separated and dealing with things online just like this show is you know we're not in person I would love to do this show one day with a live studio audience somewhere, you know, from a you know, broadcast from Joe's Bar and Grill somewhere <laughs> and have a live right. studio 
Gas from Joe's Bar and Grill schedule. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last time we did that was, I think I did a live broadcast down in Florence, with, and it had to be over two years ago since with COVID. Yeah. Um, but in the age of COVID, when we're not interacting directly with each other um, as much, but, you know, you can forgive somebody over the phone. Don't text them. <laughs> Try and get as close to live face-to-face as you can get. FaceTime would be even better. But, um, you know, the the power, the relief that has in your life, the positive side. Make yourself a gratitude list. You know, the power of actually writing down what you're thankful for. You know, as I took notes for this, this broadcast today, the smile it kind of brings to your face to, to think of those things you're thankful for. 39 years of marriage, you know, to somebody that is my best friend and the love of my life, life partner, whatever you want to call it, you know, it, it's an amazing thing to be thankful for and to sit and think about that for a few minutes. Well, if and, I can throw something in real quick, um, I was yeah. just thinking, like going back to this show, this show was conceived in 2009. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah. It has been. So I've really, you know, thankful to the listeners, thankful to Robin for, you know, her help over the years with this show. <laughs> we've we've had our moments of student run radio. <laughs> and we have to laugh too though. You know, the crazy eights is our is our you know, and a few of our other things that come up constantly in the in the show that if anyone that listens to us, you know, gets the reference. Uh, <laughs> we have our fun. I'm thankful for doing this show. It's it's been a blast doing it over the years, and I I hope to continue doing it for a while longer. And uh, and I hope folks enjoy listening to it. I know sometimes it seems like we dwell on some of the negative stuff in the news. And that's why I wanted to spend an episode trying to be a little bit more positive. Think about those those things that you're thankful for. And maybe think about, is there something I could forgive? And see if that doesn't make your life a little bit more positive. Doing, taking those two particular mental actions, gratitude, forgiveness. Well, that's about it for the Bo's Nose Show. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll be grateful if you come back next week at this same time. I'm going to be pressed for time because we've got a 5.30 public hearing right after the Bo's Nose Show next week on redistricting. We'll talk more about that next week. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira, thank you for listening. I had to start again Just my children and